I am Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Jesse, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Halo Halo podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Gonquin and Anishinaabeg people. It's warm up. It is warm up time, and I call this warm up getting a clue. In line with our topic today, when we talk about homicide and halo halo, and flavored Filipino narratives. Now, this warm up is in line with our lovely heroine of the book, Lila. Mm-hmm. I want us to discuss our favorite pieces of mysteries and pop culture. So, mm. I have a question for you. Yes. You and I are close in age. So, when you were growing up. Were you an Unsolved Mysteries watcher or America's Most Wanted watcher? Oh, totally Unsolved Mysteries. Totally Unsolved Mysteries. And I'm going to speak more to it in our taste test in the upcoming episode. But yeah, totally an Unsolved Mysteries guy. You weren't scared of it? I hear the music and I think of Robert Stack, Rest His Soul. Uh, I know. Were you a little bit scared? I don't know if it was scared, but certainly I was like, I was alert and, and it used to be on a Friday night. Like, wasn't it, it like it, shown I, on I a Friday night? I thought it was night? a Wednesday, then a Friday, because yeah, I think yeah, they're yeah. trying to battle America's Friday. Most Wanted. Yeah. That's right. That's it right. It was so, like, sort of spooky, because some of them were unsolved. But, like, someone said to me, because I used to be a little freaked out because of the music, my friend's like, Siggy, if you watch Unsolved Mysteries, there's a little bit of a mystical to it. When you watch America's Most Wanted, they want people to go into jail, and they're looking for them. Right. What's worse? And I'm like... America's Most Wanted. So I gather I ended up pivoting more to Unsolved Mysteries. But it was that music, eh? Where it's sort of creepy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think with America's Most Wanted, could only sustain my attention for so long because it was clear that procedurally what had to occur. Everyone had to get on the phone and give whatever information. Tips and Crime Stoppers in some ways. And I thought that Tips and Crime Stoppers on City TV would probably do a better job. (laughs) Because it was like, you know, one minute. It's like, here's the crime, here's photos, and now call our tip line. And here it was always, we're on the hunt for this particular bad person doing whatever egregious thing. And it was just, I don't know that it could sustain my attention, but Unsolved Mysteries, it was like, yeah, it was, you know, as they say, a mystery wrapped up in an enigma, quite a puzzle. To think about, so. <laughs> All right. Now, CSI, very popular show, like mm. watched by many on CBS. What is your favorite version of the CSI franchise? Mm. I think the original Las Vegas CSI is probably <laughs> my favorite simply because it was like, I love seeing the Vegas strip. And then of course we'd be somewhere in the desert because some body or some clue or the clue path led us out to the desert somehow. But I will say Gary Sinise in Miami is a very close second. So, but yeah, Were Las they New Vegas. York? Cause Miami I thought was David Caruso. Oh yes, yes, yes. Sorry. I got yes. it. I mean, it's New yeah. York, but I'm thinking yes, yes. then, right? Yeah. But uh, no. yeah, David Caruso, I thought he was a bit too moody for for me. Okay, so I knew you're going to say Gary Sinise because he's a wonderful actor, right? Yeah, and yeah, Melina yeah. Cancarides with her beautiful curly hair. But yeah. the reason why I'm always reminded because I had a friend that was really into CSI Miami mm. and he would purposely watch like those puns he would, you know, like the, oh, yeah, yeah. dead and he never made it. And he'd have like the sunglasses and pivot and take the sunglasses off. And I'm like, 
<laughs> wow. 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 But yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But when you think of Las Vegas, the original, and then the steely background of New York, like I always found it like to be sort of green colored. But can I just Miami. ask you a question? Yes. Right? See, I think part of the reason why I didn't get into Miami as much was I think in and around that time, Dexter was out. And of course, Dexter oh, was well, also set out in Miami. So much, I much paid better. more attention <laughs> to that. But, you know, the competing to CSI New York would be without a trace. Do you remember without a trace well, is without a trace with the blonde lady or is that the blonde lady yeah in Cold poppy case? montgomery i think poppy was her montgomery name. yes 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 that's right i remember talking about that with you you love that show we love that show michael and i lived for that show and then, <laughs> and then, and then i know we totally lived for that show and it's too bad that it's off the air I think it's in need of a reboot, but it was fantastic. And Michael was always like, are they going to find that person? Are they going to find that person? And I would say 90% 90 of the time they did. And then they would always share some facts like, oh, we need to like find this person within 24 hours because if we don't, then all is lost at that point. And that person is most likely presumed dead, which was always kind of like a race against the clock. Yeah, I just thought, wow, like that was really show that we live for in terms of suspense and mystery and thrillers and Crime. If memory serves me right, did Victor not give you like bootleg copies of Without a Trace from Hong Kong? I feel like he did. Like I feel like he may have had. I don't recall. Like, season. I don't, For some no. reason, it just clicks in my head. I'm like, that feels like something Victor gave us. Like, I, I think <laughs> what I recall Victor giving me in terms of bootleg copies from Hong Kong were just some like American Pie movies. I think is what he had given. <laughs> which is like, why would you give it to two gay men? I don't know, right? Like that's one piece. <laughs> Why did I, I get them? I don't it. know. I think he met <laughs> them for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think he met them for you, right? And yeah. somehow I got something else. You know, you probably got Amelie no. or something oh, like that. No, no. You know what I got? Probably for you. I got Six Feet Under. Oh, well, then we should have gotten that. We should have switched. We should have switched. We should have switched, right? The gifts got mixed. Damn you, Victor. Damn oh, you. Victor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we just talked about big franchises. And Clea, mm. this is my lead up to this. Your favorite lead from the lovely Law & Order. Talk to me about it. I know you can go uh, on a tangent. Christopher like, Maloney. Like, it would be hands down. Beyond, right? Man. Yeah. Like, I mean, Mariska Hagerty is probably a close Beyond, second, yeah. too. And I know that mm. they're both on SVU. SVU continues, and I know that there's been a reboot and a restart of Law and & Order. And right. Maloney's now on organized crime, and I've caught a little bit of that. And it's just, like, it's magic to me. Like, that whole procedural <laughs> drama thing. Love although it. it's very predictable, it's magical. And, you know, and I love Dick Wolf taking from the oh, headlines beyond, yeah. and all of that stuff. Chris Maloney, like tough, but compassionate. And yet we saw some of his life behind his investigation. Yes, and yeah. I think that that's kind of what was interesting about this whole Law & Order franchise is, is that although it was procedural, the little glimpses that you saw of what was happening behind the veil or in their private lives, that was most interesting. Kind of like, how mm. does the work and how does the labor and how does the emotional labor behind what they do influence the rest of their lives? You know, And we only saw glimpses, but it was like, mm, tasty morsels. How about you? Who's no, your favorite? I, just, I don't have a favorite. I just loved asking you this question because I know someone like Siggy on Law and Order. Like it's all about procedural. I love hearing about it. I mean, like, how can you not like Mama Bear Mershka Hargate? Oh my like, god! I find I think she's a, like, a Mama Bear behind the scenes. I heard she's wonderful in the cast. She's mm. wonderful to the t the people love her. No, I think they're both strong lead. Chris Maloney, like, is please to be at sixty years old and still be like that enigmatic and like 
Tough. fit as anything. Like, yeah, totally. They're totally. wonderful. They're wonderful. They're wonderful, both actors. But I, I love to ask that because I know that you're a big Law & Order fan. Yeah, total Law & Order <laughs> now, fan. If you are major Hello Hello podcast listeners, you know that Jesse and I love the movie Clue. Mm, yes, so yes. much that Jesse <laughs> went to every the theaters to see the different variations. And yes, I remember yes. seeing seeing that or whatever. In the movie Clue, who was your favorite character? Oh. You know, most people would think that I like Professor Plum, played by Christopher played by Christopher Lloyd. Was it Christopher Lloyd? Yeah, that Christopher was Lloyd, yeah. Yeah, but it's not. I actually like Miss Scarlet. That was played Leslie by, Ann Warren. Yeah, Leslie Ann Warren. I really liked her, although I always confuse her for Susan Sarandon. But I absolutely I yeah. love Miss Scarlet in that. She's like, sexy, she's yeah, sexy, but a little boozy. You know, not necessarily there, but a little bit smart at the same yeah. time. But yeah, I love Leslie Ann Warren's character of Miss Scarlet. Just thought that she was funny, and I thought that she was bubbly were, oh, and yet yeah. deceptive at the same time. Deceptive, so. yeah. She still had that sexiness. Like I yeah. have a little mystery. Yeah. I loved Madeline Kahn. I mean, let's be honest. If yes. you love it, remember I hated with the, the flames at the side of my face. <laughs> like, how could you not love that? Like, I hate. I just with the and just her. I mean, I just I hate it with with the flames at the side of my face. And that that line kills me and kills everyone. I think every time you see Clue. Oh but, my god. Um, I love that movie. And listeners, if you haven't listened to it if from a different generation than us Gen Xers, rent it, find it. I'm sure Clues is available on any streaming. It's a great little whodunit. It is great. It is a great whodunit for sure. It is. And then finally, now aside from Clue and most recently, what are your favorite mystery recos? My first one that comes to us, and I think we both are pleased by, I think Knives Out was one of the oh, best yeah, mystery, yeah, yeah. recent mystery recos where you're like, Okay, a whodunit. I mean, it's great enough that they're filming the sequel that's going straight to Netflix with Daniel Craig and everything. And it, it, I think they filmed in Greece. But I feel like it isn't as funny as Clue, but it still had the humor and the current themes and topics about immigration in it. And I thought, when I think of a mystery like Murder Who Done It, trying to piece it together, I think of Knives Out. Yeah, what do I you think, think of? I would agree with you too. Knives Out is probably the best movie whodunit movie that I've seen in a long time right like you know the last one that I remember seeing before that was Murder on the Orient Express and that was just okay it was just okay it was with Kenneth Branagh and I know that you know he's got a new Hercule Poirot coming out soon that's right what is it called something on the Nile oh gosh I think Uh, Death on the Nile or something like that yes yeah with Gal Gadot I would say Knives Out. I can't think of anything else that is a standout in my mind in terms of a whodunit movie or mystery thriller that's a great warm-up. We all get we're all I think we all got a clue, pun intended, and we can probably <laughs> launch into our full episode of Homicide and Hollow Hollow. I hope everyone enjoyed. And are you warmed up, Kuya? I'm totally warmed up, Sig. And now I just want to watch Clue. I want to bust it out again. Oh, we should have like a group screening. Totally. We love email, folks. Tell us what you think about your favorite mystery recos. And if you watch Clue 2, email us at hollowhollowpopculture at gmail.com. The Hollow Hollow Podcast is available where you get podcasts everywhere. Rate us and leave a review. You can find us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at hollowhollowpop and we're on Instagram at hollowhollowpopculture. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Chell Turing and, and we'll see all of you guys again real soon. Eat them with the flames at the side of my face. <laughs> I knew that would make you laugh. I love that line. Clue, go watch it, folks. See you guys <laughs> soon. <laughs>